Hello, and welcome back to another Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by the Evolving Wild Twins, Josh and Luke Youngren. It is officially 2024, and we're only starting the podcast 20 minutes after <laughs> scheduled. So this is a good start to the year, I think. New Year, same us, right? Isn't yeah. that the Isn't that what they say? As opposed to New Year, new me. New, new us? Not a new me. No. Same me. And we're also a day late, although I guess it's fair because it was like New Year's Day yesterday, so we're just like kind of pushed it's, off. It's Monday, in my where, opinion, yeah, it's yeah. Monday right now. Because, I don't know, most people have New Year's off, right? I can't remember because yeah. it's been three years since we've worked, you know. Do you say New Year's or New Year? New New Year's Day, sorry. It's kind of what I was shortening New Year's. Well, I saw this like, well, do you say Happy New Year or Happy New Year's? Happy New Year's is what I say. You say with an S? I saw I, this TikTok. I, I don't think, know. I don't know. I, I don't know what's appropriate. No, I saw Happy this TikTok of this girl that was like, there's a, a very distinct, uh, there's a very clear distinction between people that say Happy New Year and Happy New Year's. I I think that I, so I've, I never heard, just Josh, reason, I've never heard you say Happy New well, Year's. Well, so no, we were just on the phone with our, this is a little bit ago, with our neighbor. She called us about something, and I said, at the end, I said, so I said Happy New Year, or New Year's, but I don't know which, you were in the car with me, bro, did I, what did I I've say? I've never heard you say Happy New Year's. So, Happy New Year. Maybe it, I it, yeah. it would say it's New Year's would be like a shortened New Year's Day. Yeah, which is what I was. New Year's would have an apostrophe so, S because it's the day of When New I just Year. said, what, how is right? your, everyone has New Year's off, I was omitting New Year's the day. day. But I, it's, it's in that context, I was saying, like, Sean, do you have, did you have New Year's Day off? But I didn't say day, I just said New Year's off because that implies the day. But I suppose it also could imply the eve. And most people don't have New Year's Eve off, right? I don't know. I actually, I don't. I really guess it's say, not Christmas's well, Eve. You wouldn't say like because Christmas Eve is Christmas is singular, or thanks Halloween All Hallows Eve. So that's with the apostrophe s. I don't know. Is it is it uh, possessive? Is it well? If you're gonna use, if you have the s, it's always possessive. It's just like New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. As examples. And then if you say Happy New Year, you're celebrating the year ahead, as I yes. see it. You're celebrating the year yes. ahead. Whereas when you say Happy New Year's, you're saying the one day. Yeah. Or yeah. Like the I've never thought in, about in this before. I guess it's funny. Happy so New when year. you say Happy New Year's to me on January 2nd, it's a little <laughs> bit odd because it's like in the past. But and, I didn't say you know. Happy New Year's. I just asked you, did you have New Year's off, which was trying I, to- I wasn't saying that you... <laughs> anyway, that you said that to me, I was just paranoid about it. It was anyway, funny. This welcome is, back to the yeah, Evolving Hockey back. Podcast. I, this this is a topical uh, a little bit because I'm back to Sean. This is going to be breaking news. This is good news for the new year. Is uh, see there? I just said New Year, so I didn't say New Year's. Go. I said New Year, right? That's so. I think that's. I said that without thinking, so I wouldn't say that. It, it feels like I would. I normally say New Year in the new year. Um, I Luke handed off the X car right up to me. Uh, the wheels yeah. are Sean turning. Sean is pumping his fist. We're and getting I, the X car. Right. And I, I have, Josh, Josh got through a full read up. I think it took him like two hours, and he said it's dense. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Luke wrote this on and off for like two years, and he would come. It's very. It reads currently very much like. Luke doesn't want to do this, and he would come back to it every so often and like add some stuff. So like you, it's clear that you didn't write it all. You know how like when you write, Sean, like you you like my, if you're you know if it's if you're writing all in kind of one 
fell swoop, if you will. Brainstorm. Yeah, you kind of like keep the same flow and the same like things you're using. So like one thing I noticed, bro, is that you went back and forth from like the various ways to describe the independent and dependent variables in the model. <laughs> so there are multiple times where you switch the phrase from the term, target and from target, from feature, from predictor, from you know, I mean, these are the various terms, and so I made a note up. Well, front dependent of like, and independent variable is well. We've talked we talk about, about this, this on here. Is but that if you yeah. go to the Wikipedia page for oh. those, there's like 30 different names it's, for it's impossible. Regression. It's so dumb. So I, I was like, okay, that's number one. We got to standardize. But there's a lot of uh, it needs a lot of um, it needs a lot of editing and probably a thousand more words to make it clear. I would say right now. <laughs> nice. So anyway, my point though is that I started working on this, and I found myself questioning. I wanted to use eaches i i for whatever eaches? reason it made a lot of sense eaches? to use each as a possessive with an apostrophe s and i was like why is this feel like it's normal or natural for me right now to use like to each is there and so i looked it up and in what in what context could that make sense i would have to you want me to pull up the write-up so that i can because I, I honestly think that – so I looked it up, and one of my favorite things on the internet is, like, the stack overflow for grammar and vocab. Have you found that? Have you ever been to there when you, like, are looking to see no. it? So it's – it's uh, let me, and let me pull this up. I'll just be grammatically incorrect, you know. But it's funny because it's – it's let's see if I – That if, can't be right. There yeah. can't be right. There's no grammar rule that addresses the use of eaches or eaches. <laughs> So it was it was in context of me discussing about the GAR and XGAR model as kind of like uh, or in like almost saying like in their respective you know things, but it just for whatever reason sounded right to use eaches, and I looked it up and it's like technically not incorrect. I think it's just so often or so it's so rare to be used and it's like kind of a weird usage, and so you should try to find a different way to say it. Is kind of what I got. But yeah, one of my favorite things is is the arguing the Stack Overflow type arguments. We're on English.stackexchange.com/slash/questions. Yeah. five six. Well, zero, so it's Stack Exchange. One. It's not Stack Overflow. Just Stack. Sorry, the Stack style like ways that people talk about vocab or grammar. Yeah. I think is really funny. Um, and so then people will do like, oh, uh, yeah, like, and then they'll do Google book searches and say, oh, it's been used this many times, you know, in the last like you know twenty years or whatever. Um, and also just a bunch of old examples on it. So I don't know. I'm not sure if each is, is is ever correct, but for whatever reason, and I took it out. I ended up. I'm looking through the article right now, and I ended up taking it out from the article because it, it was like it. Sean's like use it in a sentence. <laughs> I want to hear the sentence. But yeah, so we got the the XGAR write ups going. Yeah, and then I fixed the finally fixed that uh, the icings chart to to, <laughs> to label it correctly. Yeah, we the 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 small bug that we found uh, during live on the podcast there, and there were a few. Didn't you make some changes to the? Yeah, names? well, it's it's like you can it's the chart. If you go under on our site on evolvinghockey.com under charts, the team charts page, and then it's the first one. It's the X Y just scatter plot of um, and it shows you can select all various metrics, and it'll display where teams like fall in for and against numbers. But I didn't like. I kind of did it quickly, and so all of the labels just went like, you know, Corsi for or Corsi against shots and, for and shots for. But it, then it got to face offs, and it went like face offs for 
or face-offs against, which makes no or sense. Or pe- penalties for. Penalties for, penalties against, which makes no sense. So I just changed that, and then I flipped the icing. So Change technic- it to face-offs won and penalties drawn yes. or taken. Yeah, anyway. And so the icing should be correct now, which was uh, we had a pretty big – I don't know if we – I think we did that after our last podcast. We had a pretty big styling update that we had to push uh, or update on the site, uh, and that took a long time, and it was uh, – so if, if the site looks yeah. a little bit different, some of the ta- the tables look a little different because we had a pretty we had a styling update we had to put or change, but everything should work and look the same. And so far, I think that that's true. We've so had no was, no comments about uh, about it um, in in impacting anything. So I don't know, Sean, if you've noticed anything. It's also like we're now just coming back from the holidays, which I think usually is like maybe the deadest time in the league uh, up until New Year's. New New Year's Day. See, I was trying to say New Year's Day because that's when the Winter Classic is. So I'm now understanding if I'm referring to New Year's Day, I kind of shorten it to New Year's. But if I'm referring to the New Year, then I'm I, I refer to the whole just the singular year. Now you're paranoid. I am. Well, it's See? like Sean's anywho or mine uh, my ums and likes. You know, when you bring it up. Now I don't eaches. know your eaches. My eaches. Also, another thing I want to I want to figure out what I was trying to. Why also, that what I, I've heard people. Did we talk? Were, Sean, were you saying funnily? Enough? Do you say that? Funnel, funnily? Yeah. Isn't it funny enough? So that's well, I, the thing. I was curious because I've heard a lot of people say funnily enough. That can't be a thing. I think it is. It is. Funnily think, enough no. is the correct way to what say. What are we doing? Funneling something? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> F-U-N-N-I-L-Y. No, we were watching a, uh, well, this is, I mean, it's very on brand with us. We, we every so often watch like a Magic the Gathering streamer. And he oftentimes, well, he'll say, like, oh, I want to take, it's like draft, so he'll be like, I want to take this card funnily enough. He will say, like, oh, isn't that funny? I'm trying to, I'm taking this over this other card that's usually good. And he kept saying funnily enough. And I'm like, there's no way that's the right way to say it. And I, it is. Funny enough, I is believe. Is that an adverb? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Funny. So this is the Cambridge, according to the Cambridge Dictionary. So what is required in the structure is the adverb funnily, not funny. In other words, the correct expression in the context is funnily enough, and that is what you will see in dependable <laughs> dictionaries. See, I, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> Language is fluid, I feel, right? But the thing is, ever is like, changing. At, at what point? You just alter the language to match what everybody <laughs> uses, right? They do that because that's okay. How they... Well, I think funny enough will be one of the first ones to just be officially changed. <laughs> be... Nobody says funnily enough, so they're gonna. It's, it's funny. funny. You could use an adjective there; it's totally acceptable. Maybe they just turn, uh, in my opinion, uh, funny be an adverb. <laughs> I think the proper usage of adverbs and adjectives. Uh, I've never learned the language of English as a foreign speaker, but I would assume that would be helpful if you didn't screw around with like um, making special exceptions for like really frequent ones, like good and well, as an yeah. example. Yeah. Um, that was an actual example, right? Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, uh, I was any... looking at something else, so I don't. I didn't listen to what you said. <laughs> well is well, well is like an Sean doesn't talk good. good. Is an adjective, right? Sean Did doesn't I... talk good. You don't talk good. <laughs> so, well is the adverb, right? To talk, the verb, correct? To speak well. To, to speak or talk good. Yeah, to speak, <laughs> <laughs> to speak well. 
We were just watching. I was just watching the. There is a. Have you seen Thirty Rock? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. We should get to anytime you're hockey. like. Have you watched anything? The answer's no. no. If it's not hockey, the answer's <laughs> yes. probably no. I'm I'm correct here. Also, I want to just pat myself on the back as well as the adverb and good as the adjective. Well, I was just paranoid. <laughs> yeah, I know. I See, well, that's what I just said. This, and then is, I... this is why I did math instead of English, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I I don't think I think the last English class I took was it was tenth grade I think, and it was a Shakespeare class technically, or maybe it was junior year actually. Yeah, it was definitely junior year, um, and it was a Shakespeare's class, which isn't even. I mean, it is English, but it's not like grammar and vocab. I don't remember the last time I actually studied grammar and vocab in any proper sentence way. structure. Sentence and structure. I thought that was kind of fun in like eighth grade nerd English. <laughs> was when we like or ninth grade? No, eighth grade. We were like I think it was breaking. Ninth- I think breaking it was, down sentence structures. Yeah, I think ninth grade was the last time that we, that I properly like did grammar and vocab and sentence. And I think that isn't Definitely that when I had to do it up through junior year. See, I don't think I think that I it was like electives, and I I, I think I took like a mythology like ancient Greek class that was like the English uh, okay, thing. Okay, bro, we don't need to. And then I took Shakespeare. I read a bunch of Shakespeare. We should we should talk about <laughs> hockey at some yeah, point. Anyway, right? so did you guys watch the Winter Classic yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Kraken looked good. They did. Vegas also looked bad. That was my takeaway. Was that Vegas looked like shit? <laughs> um, I but, appreciate both. Yeah. No, I I thought it was uh very well done. Um, I again I had this tweet, but I I think they should have. Uh, I was very un very frustrated Stop. that they. Oh, this cat. We're watching a cat, and she's really trying to get into this plant that we're... She's in the forbidden room down here. Anyway, the Kraken, what they should have done is had a Kraken break through the ice at the end of the Winter Classic. That's that's all I'm saying. How would they get a Kraken, though? They have a big, giant, fake Kraken, and then it just bursts through the ice, and the ice just shatters. That I mean, how awesome would that have been? And that would have been so... I mean, I don't think it makes any sense from a mythological standpoint, because... Uh, I don't think that Kraken would exist in a place that ice is, right? Isn't every depiction of a Kraken like in open water? Yeah, they probably live in the more well. Like, they uh, might they might head up to up to the frozen oceans. They're not they're saltwater like beings, right? Not freshwater. I don't know. I'm is looking, there a Kraken in in Lake Superior? <laughs> Here, this is no. I know. First of all, those aren't freezing. Have you seen all that stuff? What Lake Superior? Only like zero point two percent of the Great Lakes are frozen right now. No, I well, it's Lake Superior never freezes because it's. But I'm talking about the Great Lakes, which actually is normally about fifty five percent frozen. Yeah, no, I was talking specifically about Lake Superior because it's the biggest one and it would has the deepest. So the Kraken there could theoretically. Myth in, in a mythological. I, so okay, looking the, into this a little bit, I don't know where the Kraken exi- originates from, but I would assume that you could make the assumption that it's similar to like a giant squid, and a lot of the giant ocean creatures or f- mammals or wait, squid or not mammals, f- squid. I don't know what squid it's are. It's an origin. It's it's an or. <laughs> it's it originated in the North Sea for sure. Yeah, and it's definitely like it's North Sea vibe. Yeah, and so I think that it makes sense to have a kraken bursting through the ice at the end of the Winter Classic. <laughs> is my point here. I think that 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 would have been great. So no, but yeah, sorry, you asked. We watched the Winter Classic. I thought it was great, um, and I I enjoyed it. It was a it was a good time. It was in the Mariners' state, T-Mobile, right? Isn't that where it was? Yeah, T-Mobile. Park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we drove. I think we drove by there when we were at SeaHack. What do you think of it, Sean? Really? Oh, from from, from the, airport. the airport. The airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on. Yeah, it's on your way. You could see it to the left on five. Um. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. The Kraken one. Uh, Massachusetts native Joey Decord got 
first <laughs> shutout in Winter Classic history. Uh, Is that true? That was the first shutout? In Winter Classic history, yeah. 2.3 goals saved above expected. He looked good. Um, he, He's been looking good. The, the Kraken, like, here they come, not to jinx them, but they're, <laughs> yeah. what, 7-0-2 in their last nine? Yeah, and and I think it's uh, like seven one and two if you do the time. It's a cor- but... time for a course correction, I think. Yeah, so our, uh, the, evol- new... the evolving hockey pre- preseason projections can get a little. Uh, well, we'll can recover let's a little save bit that for the second half. You know, we'll we'll get into that a little bit in the second half. Um, no, the Kraken, I thought was it was interesting because I asked kind of why, uh, why you know I still wasn't really quite sure how Seattle struggled so much because I mean, and I think a lot of people were saying the goaltending. Decord has been very good. I mean, solid for them. Um, and uh, I guess like both Decord and Drieger haven't been like terrible. They had uh, Grubauer's. How many games has he played? Did he play? Uh, or no, Drieger only played once. Sorry, I'm confusing uh, the 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 Kraken goalies right now. Um, and let me look it up. Sean, you should know this. This is your team. <laughs> so the boys are buzzing. Uh, Gru- Grubauer in 17 games is like a ne- uh, minus, like basically like four and a half goals save above expected. And I think hasn't Decord kind of been the number one now in Seattle for a bit? As of recent, yeah. Yeah, like they're kind of just going with with Decord. Ride the hot hand. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things is right. Haven't they? They ha- what was it? Was it against the Kraken that haven't allowed? Is it uh was it how many goals like in a game? I think over like during their stretch recently, I don't think they've a lot. Let me go double check this. I thought I saw something like more about than this. like two goals. Yeah, I think it was something like that. But why well, don't I mean I that's kind of the, their, let me head over to the game logs. Their their strengths for game like our logs. our team wrap up models is very much even strength defense. Uh, has been very good. Let's go. Um, and Josh is ushering in the new year with. Not yes, cheering for offense anymore. Yes, He's only is, cheering for defense. This is the this is the truth. That yeah. is, uh, yeah. Let me take take a look at was the, it the the last time they gave up three goals was on December 9th against December Tampa Bay. Tenth, didn't they give up three to Minnesota? Sorry, I'm on five on five. Okay, yeah. Bad, oh, bad, bad. so they they scored a. Yes, they gave up three. Three to Minnesota, four to Tampa Bay. Yeah, so it's it's been over a month since I know some of that is is the the holiday break, but they uh yeah so I don't know I mean I think the Kraken they just kind of well one thing I noticed I think last year they led the league in was it five v five shooting percentage like they really had some very high and this year I think they're like bottom three I want to say I I just looked into this I'm I'm pretty sure yeah they, I mean they took a complete dumpster dive there <laughs> like last year like the fourth line <laughs> the fourth line was a little bit unsustainably ridiculous yeah uh part of that is like shooting talent though right like sprong has like a very good shot i don't think i made debates that yeah uh, and their fourth line was kind of untraditional and they just they scored at a really high rate which was unusual when well, they also have like, McCann. I think, yeah i think the fourth line was really their thing last year okay yeah well, and they also had um, McCann and like Eberly were, I think, historically good, like really good. I'm obviously McCann. I'm trying to remember the other shooters on the team that. Um, sorry, keep going, Sean. But yeah, I mean, they just haven't had that this year, and I think they're still quite strong defensively. And I think as it comes to like controlling play, they're still pretty decent. Yeah, that's the thing is like they can get hot, like they sort of have been recently, and catch right back up. Yeah, like it well, is quite a long season. We're not even at the halfway mark. 
No. No. I mean, we're at like 30, I think the median games played is 36. Probably be 37 tonight. Yeah. So there's, there's, I mean, it feels like the season is, is, uh, well, it, it kind of feels both ways because it's like now we're getting into January and like it feels like uh, what in a month. Well, and the trade it, deadline's already like just around the corner. Kind it's of. been a really funny year this year because I think some of the favorites started out very very slow, and I think it's only kind of going to be a matter of time. Kind of, I mean, the Oilers are kind of turning it around already. Um, I mean, I haven't quite checked the. Um, I was just looking at Seattle's lines for some reason, but. Uh, <laughs> I think in the past here, let's just check past. Let's just do December. Why not? At five and five, the top Corsi teams at five and five: Canes, Panthers, Kings, Oilers. Yeah, Kraken are ninth. Wild are eighth. Wild have really turned it around too. Well, they still kind of suck in the stand. Yeah. Well, it's also losing (laughs) the losing back-to-back games to Winnipeg was really bad for their playoff chances uh at least yes. in our model um cuz they did the cl- the I don't know do they always do that on new years like new year's day or around new year's day they do the the home and home with winnipeg which is pretty fun um they had a back to back on was it friday and saturday i don't know we watched it we had a family gathering and we had the wild game on um but anyway uh so yeah it's been kind of funny cuz it'll be interesting to see where the um the Kraken kind of, if they can continue this run, Flames have not are not, have not been doing well in yeah. December. <laughs> uh, flames are they hurt me? They hurt me this year. Well, let's hold off on that. We can get into that in a second because I wanted to talk a little bit about the Knights. I mean, we I don't think they're one of the teams we've covered like very little of this year. I feel like, um, I think I mean, maybe maybe there's another team we haven't talked about at all. The Predators. I don't know. We've or kind the of talked. Blues? Have we talked about the Blues at all? Uh, maybe not. We I haven't don't know. really talked about the Coyotes. I don't think. No. Yeah. I mean, the Coyotes are another interesting team. But well, I we think... spent half the podcast talking about grammar. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Also, Josh. well, no, we talked about the Coyotes before we talked about Carcone. That right? was Sean's fault about the grammar talk, though. Yeah, I mean, we all we all contributed to that. I think we talked. Um, oh yeah, Carcone. Yeah. Well, because the Golden Knights are still like, are they a top like three team in standing points right now? I was just looking at this, and I can't quite remember if they were if they were that high. Let's check it's the like, standings. I think it's like the Rangers, and then Rangers yeah, Bruins. They're okay. five. Yeah, they're eighth in points percentage. Well, it depends how you want to put it. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Avalanche are kind of climbing a little bit. Yeah, Avalanche are back, but um, Jets top four team in points percentage. We like the Jets. I'm not going to look at the Flames. <laughs> well, we pissed off Jets fans last episode. Did we? Oh yeah. Oh, we you did. did. <laughs> or no. <laughs> You did. No, didn't we, I say Hellebuck? No, the three of us did. The three of us did. By no, absolutely. we apologize. Well, no, it was more that we were when we had our Olympic Olympic roster discussion at the end of the last episode. We basically assumed that Hellebuck was going to age out of a starting position for the the U.S. team. Could um, potentially. Yeah, but I think we didn't really even consider him as like it wasn't debated, and there were some Winnipeg people which love Winnipeg. The Jets, I. We've never said anything not mean about the Jets. No, never. I actually think I think I said this one time as a joke, and then somebody kind of on Twitter went through, like, just searched our handle and with the Jets, and they actually said, like, I I thought you were kidding here, but I actually can't find anything that you said that would even <laughs> remotely relate to, like, would be you know uh, interpreted as criticism. <laughs> and I don't think we've ever we've ever said anything 
mean about the Jets. I've always I, said that. I've said that Winnipeg feels like we're like kindred spirits, right? Yeah, with when, the wild. With the wild. Like Minneapolis and Winnipeg seem like... Now, I think Winnipeg's a little... Well, I'm not going to say anything. And they don't have, Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. I've Minneapolis, the airport is huge, so there's a little yeah. difference there. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, that's, that's all lies though. Cause the Winnipeg airport was very nice when we were there. <laughs> I, I really, I, we had a great, you take that to Ot hack. We what? transferred yeah. on the way to Ottawa through Winnipeg. And then we transferred back from, Interesting. we, yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite sure why. And then we transferred back through Toronto. That was a nightmare. Horrible. That was I a nightmare. The Toronto airport. I mean, the airport was fine, but it was just, it took us two hours to get through uh was it customs i guess it would have been cut i don't know what it was we were in line for two hours we almost missed our connecting flight because of how long we had to wait and it was like a four-hour layover like i'm pretty sure like yeah it was all excited to go chill get some food get a drink like, chill on the, the airport. Toronto airport and why would you be in customs and i don't know if it was customs you customs was... on your way back well i think why it would was... you go through anything between ottawa and toronto i don't know and well, also it's because no, minneapolis are... doesn't connect directly to ottawa we didn't. They didn't have a, a direct flight. And from, consider, considering, I've heard this. I know wh- that, but why? If you go from Ottawa to Toronto, why would you go through customs? You're in the same country. Sorry, no. I think it was not customs. It's because we were coming back from Ottawa and we were taking an international flight. We had a different, like, like I don't know, check in or something. I honestly we had to go through oh, because you're going from a domestic terminal terminal to a uh, international terminal. I think I, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but I've been. I've heard from. I think one of my our moms friends lives in ottawa and she was saying how obnoxious it is that ottawa doesn't fly direct to minneapolis because minneapolis flies like direct like everywhere it's like a big it's like a hub for delta it's a big airport uh and they fly direct like everywhere have you been to minneapolis airport sean so i'm going to be i think uh, i haven't booked my flight to vancouver but i think that's why i'm gonna do my layover with okay Yeah, I mean, they fly directly from Hartford to Toronto. Like, that's like a regular flight. And if, I feel like it would make the most sense, but I just don't want to deal with the Toronto airport. So, Minnesota, yeah. they know what they're doing. They do. I, I was that's just, what I'm going to do. I was just looking. Do you know what the uh, the top-rated airport in the – this according to Forbes, the top-rated airport for 2023 is? Well, what was the Wall Street Journal's? Oh, is that the better one? What's Forbes? Do you have Forbes? I don't know. I'm a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal. I'm not Forbes. I don't know. Forbes just was the top Google hit and seemed. Okay. I'm going to guess. Oh, it's JD JD Power's list of mega airports. So this is JD Power. I'm going to guess that the top airport in the U.S. was Minnesota. It's not. I think it's. (laughs) They're second. They're second. So I. I, Is it it Detroit? Yeah, it is Detroit. Did yeah. you look at this list? No, I, I did really good things about Detroit. Detroit's I'm going airport there was great this month. Well, I'm going to be there fair, this month, so I'll tell you. We didn't have any time. We connected through Detroit coming back from Buffalo for one of the Ritzacks, and um, I don't. <laughs> we had to <laughs> yeah. sprint through the airport to get to our connecting flight. It was like a thirty, and that airport was huge. It was yeah, massive. it's a massive airport. It was, and, and but yeah, I will say the one thing I've constantly heard about people saying about Minneapolis Airport, Minneapolis St. Paul MSP. Is it's very clean. I that's the one thing I've consistently heard people say, which is true. It is all of the bathrooms are very clean. The whole place is really clean, which is nice. I I don't want to speak too poorly about Toronto because we really it was just about how long we had to wait yeah. in the line. So and I didn't really have time to go do anything there. But I so I it would be man, we got to fly again. I got to get my my passport renewed. Expired so during COVID. WSJ actually had Phoenix, then Minneapolis, then LAX, 
then Atlanta, then Detroit, San Francisco, which is my number one off. Denver uh, was really nice too. Houston Bush. Denver's down at no, Denver's an op. Denver's down at thirteen out of the top out of like the twenty. And this is because Forbes did a, a mega airport, medium sized airport, large airport. Like they had they had a separate tier for each of the ranked by the yeah, number so of passengers. This is large. Yeah, they do large and mid size. They do reliability, value and convenience, and have an overall score. And they have like a whole bunch of different scores within that. And um, the most reliable large airport apparently was LAX, then Detroit, then Minneapolis. Okay. Value, convenience, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Las Vegas. Yeah. I've been to the Fort Lauderdale one, but I feel like I spent a minimal amount of time. And when I do Fort Lauderdale, so here's like the freaky thing that I do. I don't know if it's freaky. So like the Bruins played down there on a Saturday um, last January. Yeah. So I went down on a Friday morning, 6 a.m. flight out of Hartford, went down, worked at um, a client's office for the day, and then went to the game Saturday night, flew home 6 a.m. Sunday morning, got back to my house at like, nine something and watch the rest of a race <laughs> so like it just it's like a fairly short flight i feel like two two and a half hours for me is a really short flight yeah and because i've done my longest flight was 17 hours um yeah that's too so long two hours two that's hours too long easy. that's too much it's ridiculously hard to get through 17 hours but i would that's know. horrible i yeah. would never the longest I'd... well we've never actually no the we... furthest place i've flown was norway uh, but we had con- we connected through Iceland, through Iceland one time, and then Amsterdam the other time. But that's that was Iceland's airport. It was. I think really I'm connecting nice. there. Well, I'm gonna go to Sweden this year. Our yeah, our time. I I think that we've uh we've been a little bit thrown off because of the time, and also it's like we we just the last time we went there, we did a horrible thing where we like did like a ten hour layover. It was like a twelve hour layover. Oh, dude, don't do that stuff. No, no, well, no. no. I, Josh, it well, was a, it was a twenty four hour twenty five hour layover in Reykjavik. Yeah, and it saved us like six hundred dollars each or something on the plane <laughs> ticket. Like it was ex- Iceland Air extremely discounted ticket. It was and like we, a and la- we didn't yeah. quite realize the reason that it was so cheap was because the Reykjavik airport is like forty five minutes away from actual Reykjavik, and <laughs> yeah. so we didn't know this. And so we had to then well, frantically think, find a way to get into no, the city. We we knew we didn't know about it until we started trying to book a place to stay overnight in Reykjavik because we thought we thought oh well we can do twenty we twenty four hours in Reykjavik that'd be fun to go like see the city. But what ended up happening is that we then realized like oh shoot you have to like take a bus into the city and then we we're gonna have to find our place and also with like the time and so we. We got into Reykjavik, and we landed local time. It was like 6 in the morning local time when we got there. So we had all day, but we got there at 6 in the morning, and I have on no sleep. So we have to stay the whole day up, basically. Because we couldn't check into the play, our Airbnb until 3 p.m. So we had our ba- our suitcases packed for two weeks of a trip in Norway, <laughs> and we had to just bum around Reykjavik for like nine hours on and I'm no on, sleep. I mean, I, Luke and I are late night people, but that doesn't mean that I'm a no sleep person. <laughs> like I have a later sleep schedule than most people, but I think we were up for like 30 hours and I, we were like in coffee shops, like having to like f- wait until we could check in your Airbnb. Sorry, this is way too long and we, we got way off topic about hockey, so we should probably... Anyway, 
I can't comment on Reykjavik's airport, but I do. I, it was a cool. It's a cool Iceland airport. A, yeah, it's a cool airport, but also and it's I think a really it was in the middle like, of a lot of construction when we were there. So I apologize. I a lot of times my my thoughts on airports are very much like influenced by the an, an experience I had that has nothing to do with the actual airport. It's more about the scenario around it. So we should go to break though because we got a lot to talk about. We got to you know. Sean wants to roast the evolving hockey model after after the break. I think. No, we're getting. We <laughs> first got to get to our brand new sponsor. No, nope. and then we'll be back after this short message. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, Regularized Adjusted Plus Minus, Skater Contract Projections, Visualizations, Charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. Thank you so much to our brand new sponsor for that message. I'm not gonna say it, Josh. <laughs> so for the second for the second half, um, we get to Luke's favorite part at least, which is discussing awards. <laughs> what do you what? say? Awards voting? Oh, awards voting. No, we're not doing awards voting. Uh, it's discussing uh, where we sit with preseason projections. I don't right want to talk about it. <laughs> I thought this is your favorite part, Luke. No, it, no. I re- you I'm did realizing. the conditional formatting, though, right? Well, uh, um, well on the posted the, on? yeah, Josh a, did that. It's a good, it's a good indication of how weird the season has been when we have those weird white numbers coming up, like randomly, because those were like set up to be like after a certain threshold. On anyway, what we're talking about is that I, I've, I'm, I'm late to doing that this, this, this year because I forgot to keep, I forgot to track the actual preseason the projections at the time of the preseason um and so it took me a while to go back and find what every model had for their preseason projections but basically as if people have followed us on twitter or heard i think we've talked about this before on the podcast is that i usually like to kind of i don't know a couple times a year maybe th- like four or five times a year like track where the the public models are in terms of uh their projections but also i think one of the things the reason i do it and maybe this is not fully clear but i i try to do the model evaluation like after the actual just team evaluation is i think it's maybe more interesting to take all of the public models that do like team point projections in kind of the aggregate and look at how teams were performing against those because it's like for the most part well yeah all of the models here are all attempting to do their best i think at predicting you know end of season point totals and so each one is going to go about it differently but i think in aggregate it's almost like this kind of ensemble of where everyone thought teams would be heading into the season and so looking at it through the as the season progresses um i think it's interesting to see like okay which teams it's it's i think it's pretty fair if all like for instance right now all the models were well above uh where carolina currently is um or all the models were like below where like the flyers are right now so like i think that kind of is more one of the main reasons i do it because i think it's interesting to look at how teams compare to what like most of the public models thought ahead of the season starting um but also then of course we have some auto evaluation which really is kind of just a throwback i don't i i think there's hockey skitta who still tracks the game projection like daily game projection models although we have not been participating in that because he changed the way we just haven't gotten around to submitting our 
predictions to him for game probabilities, but um, daily. But yeah, so there's a tweet if you're interested. This is kind of what we're talking about is just like my evaluation of the models and also uh, the teams, I guess, involved in how they're doing overall. So it's been kind of I. It's been a weird year. Um, I think a lot of people kind of get can maybe just like uh, you know high level be like yeah it's just kind of strange you know um, there's a lot of um, underperformers and overperformers I think more so than what we've seen in the past few years um, and also this is like by far the worst our model has ever looked by this uh, kind of view and I think this might be one of the worst performances we've had with like any model that we've ever done um, which is you know I don't know sometimes you just got to take the L like sometimes you just got to be like I, I don't know what you know kind of look at it we it's the, it's the flames <laughs> um, and then it's uh well because what hold on let's see who is it who can I blame which team is my least favorite now <laughs> well it's based the, on the oh did you not and, and the Kraken yeah but yeah, it, it's, the other. Well, the other one. Everything I'll, was in the Pacific, right? In the Pacific. Yeah, the Pacific was like, fucked. Wild. Well, the, well, the Pacific Nashville, and the Central. Nashville, and also, I mean, everybody like Carolina has been underperforming basically every model. Um, but yeah, Nashville's been way better than we thought they would be. Not way better, but like compared to everyone else, they've been better than where we projected them at, which I don't really understand. Because um, even two, two of the purples are kind of. Tight, guys. I it's so okay. Dr. It's, I, I know. It's, you know it's, how many colors are you gonna make? It's hard to to get a color palette when you have more than like five things or six things and have them all be distinct. There, the other option was to have another red, but like the, yeah. when you add a red in there, then you have the pink, and it's really like jarring. So it's that's the thing. That chart, the first one, that's the scatter plot, is kind of I think of more as yeah, you can go and find the individual models for where they were. But also, it's more of the general kind of idea around where teams were thought to be ahead I, of the I season. I like it. I don't know. I just like it better. But yeah, so you like, like that chart. I, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that chart. No, yeah. I, I blame. Yeah, the 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 wrath. My wrath is being taken out on the flames and the kraken and the uh, who else? Seattle. Yeah, Carolina, <laughs> Nashville. There we go. The three. Yeah, I mean, also LA's been a, a bit better than we thought they would be. So for um, us, and, and this is not maybe the point of why I think we should talk about this, but I think it's just been kind of a perfect storm of everything going wrong for our model. But again, we're not even halfway through the season. There's still a lot of time for Calgary to get their shit together, for the Blues and and the Predators to you know be bad because they're you know they're they're supposed to be worse than this. Um, I think the only team, the main team, is Winnipeg, which we were higher on than most of the models. Um, I think is maybe our biggest, and Chicago also. I think if has I, been. I think a lot. Chicago is really funny because I think that's one of the things where it's like, unless like we don't have juniors data, right? So we don't have a way to like forecast or predict what a new player like Bedard would be doing would do in the NHL, right? So we basically just take an, uh, we, we do it. It's more conservative. We just take average performance by draft position. Um, pretty sure like it's a polynomial that it's, so it's very conservative. Um, so like we were a lot lower on Bedard than I think a lot of models might be if they were kind of guessing, not guessing if they were basically kind of doing more of an educated guess on where they thought his performance would be, or if they had juniors data, um, to kind of predict his first year performance in the NHL. But um, the funny thing with Bedard, and we've talked about this, this is that his defensive numbers have been pre- pretty bad this year. Um, and I think. Horrid. What? They've been horrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, his offense, obviously, as many people, is very, very 
good, but he's got the, uh, I think, what what was it, uh, McKinnon like this uh, back in the day, or is it Ovechkin? I don't know. It's just the high-end elite offense players generally, a lot of the time that comes with that, oh, Patrick Kane, um, just very poor defensive results. Um, so that's kind of, and, and so I think that it's, it's funny with the Blackhawks is that we thought they were going to be terrible. Um, and they are terrible. Well, a lot of um, bottles to be fair, also thought they were going to be. Yes. Well, so then that, that's the other thing is I also have all of the, the models and I don't know if we need to go through all of them. It's, but the ones that were current that are public right now, um, are Dom's with the athletic who is, I know he's, he's second. Uh, and then there's Micah with hockey biz. There's us. There's uh, with evolving hockey with evolving hockey. There's Andy McNeil with uh, uh, digital gambler. There's do not tail who I believe is. I think that's isn't that Vova Vova niche. I don't remember. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm blanking on the I think that they changed their handle. There's Bill Sinkbot, which is currently leading, um, although they might have the most interesting model out of any of the public models uh, because of the variance, I think, in in, you know, in in their results right now, or at least in their projections compared to the rest. And then there's Hockey Skitto, who um, is at Hockey Skitto, S-K-Y-T-T-E. They track uh, like daily game projections. They have a site as well. And there's Money Puck. Um, Bet 365, which was Hockey Skitto's like sports book reference. Uh, I'm not, and we had a couple people ask about this. I'm not a better. Um, I don't really know what's the most reliable or like the best to get like implied odds. Yeah, betting markets. So I just used that one because that was one that was from like that was a like track that was tracked when the season started or before it. So at least I knew that that was like a book that you could use for this. And then DR, which I actually don't know what that is. Um, it was also from Hockey Skitta, and uh, I just put it on there because he, he they had tracked it, um, you know, before the season started. But so yeah, those are them, and uh, you know, I I think one thing I would love to do is have another like Corsica type thing where we're you know doing like a, it's not I don't know if it would be called a, like a contest, but I think one thing that's been lacking is I think this is a really fun way for people to get involved or at least like do their first potential like modeling or stats prop like problem. Because that's where we started. I mean, honestly, the our first thing that we did was well, what do you for like predicting something? Yeah, like a legitimate where we were trying to do, uh, like we had kind of learned a little bit about modeling and had done a few. I think we did a really crappy contract projection like six years ago or seven years ago before we kind of understood maybe some of the intricacies or some of the other tools available. But um, was Manny with Corsica had a you know prediction contest, and that was like the first one that I remember you and I trying really hard like hard at basically and it's i don't know it's just a great it's not terribly difficult to do i mean like compared to some other things um and there's a lot of ways that i think it would well it's I, more it's, it's something it, i'd like it to can get very difficult like if you're juggling rosters that's really obnoxious oh yeah um if you're trying and that's another thing is that we've wanted to for our game projections which I think I've been doing better than our preseason points projections oh than, they've definitely been doing yeah well that's like uh, the funny thing is that this like, I mean, Luke can talk to this more, but, like, the game, the preseason, like, model, the model that we use to predict team points at the end of the season and the one that we use to predict e- individual games is, like, the same, right? Yeah, it's like, just once we get into the season, um, we start including rolling game uh, or team metrics. So it's kind of a roster and team performance combined, which, um, which helps kind of stabilize, like, teams that are overperforming what their rosters what what are what we would think their rosters would do if that makes sense be based on their team results um and that seems to so i'm pretty sure now again we i just haven't got around to submitting our 
game projections to um, to be kind of compared, but just based on the log loss I've been tracking, we we were doing really bad, but I think everyone was doing really really poorly. Uh, and then just over the last week, I think we've we've had a couple things hit. Uh, <laughs> really, mainly it was just San Jose. There were some upsets that were happening because San Jose was just so bad to start. That really kind of just hit some like log there, loss. And there were a few, I think, what were the big, like San Jose, Arizona, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. Um, also, I Maybe don't know. Maybe the Ducks, I think, early on, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a weird year. Like, it's just been kind of like, I think just like a team like the Oilers starting off so, like, underperforming what their, well, I guess, underlying metrics kind of would suggest because of goaltending, um, mostly, it seems like. Well, um, I think the other thing is, and I don't know, Sean, maybe you can speak to this a little bit as well, is is the, uh, I feel like the shooting and save, like, percentages are kind of a big driver of this kind of weird, the weird results this year. Like, I don't know if it's more than, like, previous seasons, but I get, it kind of feels like there's just a lot of weird kind of unexpected goaltending and shooting happening right now um, in terms of, like, comparisons between this year and last year. I don't know if that if that does that is that hunch seem something like something you can relate to, Sean, or no? Is that that's not? This is based uh, on vibes, <laughs> just vibes. Yeah, I vibes. I don't think so. Well, so here's my thinking with that was to go to the goal plus minus components piece yeah, of the website yes. and select all seasons or whatever, and just like sort. Just that's how you start to get to a vibe session. Right? <laughs> And, like, none of the top shooting seasons are this season. And Bruins top save season again. Uh, <laughs> I know. they Their goalies. Penguins are up there. Oh, everybody's undershooting XG this year. Is that the theme? That's uh, what it so seems yeah, maybe, like. Maybe I, that's the theme. Yeah, it seems like it's it's more of a undershooting XG I don't know. It's it's going to be funny. We've talked about um, how our our XG model probably we're going we're planning to redo it. Um, we were going to do it last year, but we just had some stuff come in get in the way. We're it's a big process that I th- we've mentioned a couple times. We will be spending a, uh, at least an episode talking about kind of the new process, but that will be. It's also not doesn't really make a lot of sense for us to roll it out mid season. So at the very least, it'll be up like in the off season is kind of our thought. But sorry, Sean's making a face. That you could see if we were. A yeah, video I mean, podcast. as it as it comes to the shooting piece, like the the opposite, like worst pieces of goal differential from shooting or like underperformance of shooting per sixty, um, for the five or this season. So I would yeah. assume like two of them might stay. Um, Who are they? The oh eight oh nine Rangers, which oh. is like weird because like MSG was weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then so the the worst is. Capitals negative 0.88, Penguins negative 0.8, Panthers negative 0.78, the 0809 Rangers are negative 0.67, and the Sharks are this season Sharks are negative 0.63. And so I bet is, you like a couple of them might stay in the bottom. Is this the shooting five. the shooting aspect of the since 07? Yeah, this okay. is the shooting shooting component per sixty worst seasons, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, five. yeah, because we're we're only thirty. Yeah, I said thirty about thirty seven games high in variance, median. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we have a lot of season left. Um, and I see. I think even with like, you know, we're like, 
I don't know. I still think back to that, what was it, the 16-17 season when the Wild and the Blue Jackets were both on, like, 10-game winning streaks or whatever, and they faced each other. That was, like, Bobrovsky's, like, I think he won the Vesna that year. Um, like, Bobrovsky was just insane. But uh, it's very possible that, like, one of the, you know, a team that's kind of had struggles early that people predicted. Um, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hurricanes kind of go on a on a tear now, also, that's uh, <laughs> maybe I maybe I I shouldn't uh, say I feel like that every just, year this kind of you know, I know with the hurricanes, but no, like, I think some trends are interesting because it seems like and and this is I think what Luke you were maybe getting to earlier is that we're planning to look into some of the more granular aspects of the data, like as we are getting back into the XG stuff, like as we get closer to releasing it. But um, there are some interesting trends because, like at five, if say at even strength, for instance, goals per sixty have been. This is just on the leaders, the league tables, um, just raw box score goals per 60 are in line this year at 0.53 um you know goals per 60 at, at even strength and that's been the case for this year and the last two seasons um ixg is is at, at the same rate as it was last year at 0.55 ixg per 60 um i'm noticing though that hits are way down this year Hits uh, are way down. I didn't know. I had come out of soft league. Yeah. Well, I mean, both hits. Well, but well, is that a tracking thing? Well, I don't like, know. So that's the thing. Blocks are way down, but like that's something we kind of know. I, I'm pretty sure. I've been meaning to. Blocks are way up. No. Bl- wait. What is it? Yeah. Blocks are way up, and sh- and and uh, Corsi is way up. I mean, up. It's not like way up. It's yeah. They are. There's more block shots that seem to be recorded, and it's kind of funny because I think it's like. There's things where it's like because they have the player tracking when I see like changes like this, it makes me I've thought this for like a year or so uh, because you can see changes in data like this where it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like there was something that changed Um, like there was one thing where like last year you can just see this in the data that shift lengths like when players are changing like the method in which they recorded that. I think we talked about this a while ago, but where they used to have when when people would. When there would be like a line change, right? For instance, it used to be where like, if say it was all five players, all they would if all five players were changing, or say just a forward line, if three players were changing, the previously the way they would do it is they would all of them would change at the same second. So the trackers, it was clearly a manual process because they were saying, okay, all three players changed, and then they would just note the second and then fill that in for all three players. But like last, sometime last season, that just changed, and all three of those players would be changing at different seconds. So it might be bam, bam, bam kind of thing, which to me, I mean, you could see this in the data. It indicates that they are, they've been using player tracking to, to track the public shifts data um, is, is pretty clear. And so when I see like hits are down and blocks are changing like these things are have been consistent for years and the fact that this year we're seeing these kind of weird changes in in like hits or blocks it's not like the league the players have started hitting less it just seems like it's very very clearly a tracking change well it's it's um, more that the hits are so like i think something like uh like obviously like penalties or or um shots usually uh, for the most part, like shooting percentage too is has been on the rise. I think, which is that's just like you know players are scoring more goals, blah blah blah, right? But like like hits have been kind of variable, but they usually have been kind of hovering plus or like around five hits per sixty, like or at you know like give or take like maybe point three or something per sixty. But this and they they don't usually change more than like half a hit per sixty with 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 between seasons in like a league view but this year they're down over like one hit per 60 
that compared to last season. And I don't know, like it seems like that would be the two. I think the two kind of explanations is is there's a league wide adjustment to how players are hitting, but I don't think that's really the case. So it seems like there's maybe some something that's changed from the way that the league is to, is considering a hit. And I don't really know. I mean, to be fair, like hits aren't really used in any of our models. Like they're not all that impactful. They're extremely like, like they were. It's one of the most repeatable, quote unquote, player skills in the NHL is hits. Is players that hit a lot always are going to keep hitting a lot. That's what one of the most repeatable things of any metric. And it's a similar but thing, I think, to players taking hits. Yes, like, it's very similar for players getting hit. Um, players who get hit a lot can keep getting hit a lot. It's just their play style, whatever. Um, I mean, at least the last time I checked this, which is probably three years ago or four years ago, but that, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if that changed. Um, but it's also hits aren't really predictive of any type of skill. Like, they don't indicate, like, you know, on their own if, like, a player's good or not. Like, at least from, like, a GAR or XGAR standpoint or, or a rap them, you And know. when we've... I, I think they do get, in the GAR models, uh, I want to say that they're included, like, but the, the impact they have is very minimal. And so it's just one of those stats that, like, I think giveaways and takeaways are also a little bit off, like, are a little different this year, too. Oh, I wouldn't um, be surprised, yeah. And so there's just some small stuff. So, like, I... It's hard sometimes to really know... Um, until you like really dig into it and like look at it like but again like the hits are not like I don't a lot of times I don't really look at it because they're like they we don't use them for a lot of things but the funny thing is that like I kind of just wish that like if the NHL is changing the way they're tracking these things compared to previous seasons it seems like I don't know it'd be nice if they just like told people like <laughs> instead of like us kind of having to guess like oh uh, yeah. this looks super weird did the league have a directive for oh you're we're not recording this type of in interaction as a hit or we're not recording or we're now recording this type of block as a block kind of thing. It's just like there's no like press release or like <laughs> any type of documentation about their policies for these things. So well, we and, just kind of have to guess the from what thing, the though, data changes I, year to year. I find hits interesting because I think for us like they're not they're not that valuable. I, I would say actually they're probably, we could probably just not have them and I wouldn't see any difference in how we're able to evaluate players. But I feel like from a contract standpoint, like I think hits are kind of used and like I think teams and GMs look at players who hit a lot. And so if you're a player who is on like a, you know, say you're, I don't know, I, I guess I don't really know what per 60 hit rates would be for a, for a good hitter or whatever, you know, but like, like, well, what Brady Kachuk. Yeah. If all of a sudden the, you're losing, like, I don't know, like, 30, 20 hits a, a year or 30 hits a year or something like that. I could see that being some kind of – have some kind of impact on something that would be re related to your contract or whatnot. So it seems kind of interesting if that's – I don't know. Now, this it – Well, it's also funny. It, like, we just – have you have, – Sean, have you seen Uncut Gems? <laughs> You've probably seen the memes what of What did I tell you at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> no, I know, but you've seen the oh, memes of you, Adam you Sandler. Seen, Uncut Gems is one that I would think maybe you have seen because it's like a um, 2019 – or no, no, no. It's like a sports kind of betting type movie that's, I mean, it's a very like, you know. Uh, uh, With Adam Sandler? Yeah, it's yeah. the Adam Sandler movie. That's, Do you he, know who It's not ringing a bell. Okay. Well, yeah, anyway. So I know who Adam Sandler is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to check. Uh, no, it's, but it's, it's, it's anyway, watch it's, it because it's anyway, a good movie. Anyway, there's, there's a, it, he's, it's basically he's an, he's a, uh, he's a gambling addict. And, but so he's doing all these crazy fiendish parlays, right? Like. Uh, opening or there's like I don't know. It's a, bas on these, it's a basketball, uh, a basketball movie. movie, 
And so, like, it's like you can bet on, like, you know, I bet you can, can you bet on hits? Like, how many hits a player gets in yeah, a game? You, they have these types of parlays. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I know they do it for shots on goal, which then infuriates people because there's been a ton of oh like, yeah changes this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't talk a lot about that stuff. Or, like, uh, not only are they, like, changing in between periods and whatever, but, like, sometimes you'll get through, like, an entire period and, like, half the periods like missing the coordinates and the players and whatever that's coming through like the play by play. Yeah. And so like that's screwed up and all of a sudden it catches up like whatever you might be running your little prop bets for. Yeah. It's a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you would think that if there were recording and tracking changes that like in the way that they're considering hits or blocks or shots on goal or what a shot and what a miss is, you know that type of thing, because um, I think right there there are times where the tracker is used to like if a shot was going to go wide but the goalie gloved it right like outside the net. I think it's kind of it was never clear it's a gray area. Yeah, sometimes some arenas would re- record that as a save, and some record would record that as just a a, a miss shot, right? And so the goalie because the goalie didn't save it because there was no possibility that it could have gone in the net. So it would be a missed shot, and then there would be a stoppage, right? Um, so it's kind of like it's just there's no handbook on defining no. how things are tracked. So it's kind of this is our best and only option, at least in the public, is to look at trends, look at trends <laughs> in rates of these type of events and see if we can kind of infer something from I, what the trends are. It's harder, and I think that we, I think the reason why we can't probably give as much info right now is that Luke and I haven't, and and Sean haven't really like looked into this like a ton. I think, and as we get more into this towards the end of the spring, I think that we'll probably have more info about what we're seeing. Um, but it kind of comes back to my, uh, my. I don't know. Did we really talk about rank bias last year and how much I time I fucking spent on that stupid shit? <laughs> <laughs> last season, I spent so much time and basically, I. You well, know, and- I kind of forgot that I always meant to have an article about kind of the that my my in my uh, terrible experience. It was to, it was uh, an under- interesting experience of looking into it, but but that's another um, thing yeah. that like. Well, and I, I know Sean, you've been you've been. Uh, talking about this too about ESPN not archiving the games this year, which is total bullshit. Which didn't Corey just basically confirm they are only they're like removing them after thirty days? Isn't that kind of what on ESPN? Well, Plus? yeah. I mean, somebody told him I, we've we've kind of known that, um, but then ESPN finally kind of told us like the yeah play it part out loud. Um, yeah, I mean it's frustrating. Even yeah. even that like a league partner quote unquote is deleting your archives and. You know, Corey tweeted that out. He actually took the time to do the correct thing and go to like the help desk people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what they ended up telling him. And like for someone like Corey, who does invaluable tracking work, he does uh, incredible job. I-, I don't know how to describe. We had Corey on here, obviously. Yeah. But, like Corey's ability to sit down and track games and to cover as much as he does is completely underrated, completely overlooked. I think even by people that I think do appreciate Corey, it's just really hard to like fathom how well Corey does it. Me and Corey tracked together for a junior team at one point too. And I was like blown away. I'm like, dude, I don't know how this guy does this. (laughs) He's got no issues with anything. And he's so impressive. And for him, like, he can't go back now and do, like, older games and track 
he's limited. He has to rush whatever games he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. And not only does that limit the data he can get, but he has a subscriber base that will understand. Like he has a subscriber base that like wants to see this data that he's pro- making promises to essentially that uh, it becomes really difficult for him to sort of fulfill those. Well, and also it's like, and, yeah. like you only have so much time during the season and then there's the off season. So what in the off season, is it just going to be the last 30 days of the season that are available? Like, are they just going to delete the, like what is, I don't know. In old, like last season's games are still available. Yeah. There seems to be a bug and. Oh, they are. This is like all <laughs> sports. It's not. NHL yeah. like yeah so you can go back and you could watch like the playoffs from last year yeah but you can't go back and n- starting this season you can't go back and go watch old games like, can you watch like if regular you season go watch games from last year sorry I believe so yeah 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 because I, I went and I was like I wonder if I could watch game uh, a win 63 and I think I saw that I found that but you can't you know go back and watch you know, Mason Lowrise debut on November second. Can't watch that anymore. Yeah, it was two months ago, and it's not a sir. It's not like it's a big cost issue, which they already charged through the roof anyway. Yeah, it's, and uh, I don't know. NHL TV is obviously still alive. Uh, I'd like to see them bring it back, but well, isn't well, is NHL TV happens. the Canadian version? Is that the same thing? Am I maybe? I think it's just. Within the league, I I'm very confused on it. Um, I think it's just like an internal thing now. Oh, okay. So they kept. I mean, they kept it. I think the scouts use it and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but yeah. yeah. Video but video coaches and whatnot. But. Yeah, it's it's more for me is like there. I well, because I you mentioned this a, like a, a bit ago, and then I was like, oh, well, I'll have to, I'll have to, because I I've been waiting for something to pop up that I want to go check against video, which hasn't have something. Ha- I, I haven't found something that's popped up. Um, but it is like, that's something that we would even do. Like if I'm, you know, digging into the data um, or play by play data, whatever, trying to see like, Oh, this looks weird. Let me go watch it. Um, you know, I, it would be very nice to have to know that I, you know, given how much money we pay for ESPN plus uh, <laughs> that I, Hey, that should come with the ability to rewatch old games um and especially Which i mean is what's promised yeah yeah, yeah and it's i yeah it advertised it does advertise as archives right i'm pretty sure they are, are so it seems like this is just some bug like you said sean where it i don't know it'd be funny if it was just they didn't know about it like just they're yeah. so <laughs> oblivious and they just like didn't realize that there was some like date cut off in their ui that like limited the uh, like the search time for games or something like that but it's i think the funny thing really is that after all this you know like obviously like luke and i are not really trackers like sean has done a a fair you know a a lot of tracking and Corey is like basically a professional tracker or he is a professional tracker and it's it's just funny though because it's like in a season where we're talking about trends changing with how metrics are being reported already right well it's not like if if something were to come up like a lot of times when we've been doing some data work or i'm like working on a new model that's the exact time that I would see some weird oddity or something that would really stand out. And it would be like, Oh, let me go look at that. Cause I want to see what's going on there. Cause that would give you an indication. And like, now we're just really, unless the ESPN changes it and this is just a bug. Like you said, Sean, it's like, it's, you know, it, it's, I, I don't have, I don't have a lot of faith in like large companies like this. Cause like getting through to any big company like this and saying there's a problem, uh, is an absolute nightmare most of the time. 
Uh, so I'm not sure. I mean, I've, Luke, we tweet about this, but Luke and I have had, we can get in this. We don't need to get in this, but Luke and I've had some health insurance issues because the, uh, did you see that we tweeted about that, Sean? Um, no, I don't want to talk about health insurance. No, okay. It's, it's a data thing because our healthcare <laughs> provider, they flipped us. Yeah. I, you're going to like, you're going to love this, Sean. Is like I went over a desk. I went to go. No, <laughs> no I went to go Yeah, over a desk. No, I went to go pay my, cause so we're, we're self-employed and we're on the ACA. Um, and we're through health, like a local health insurance provider. We have been for several years and I have to pay my premium. So I went to go pay my premium, logged in and it said Luke's name and for my account. So they, they switched over their payment portal. And when they did that, because Luke and I have the same like last name, we're on the same plan. We have the same oh, address. I see the similar social security number. Yeah, we have the same. We're the same age. Like I think when they switched over to a new payment center, they switched. They like migrated some form of data, and because probably they didn't have an identifier that was low enough level to separate Luke and I from each other, I'm now Luke in my payment, and Luke is me. <laughs> But I still so, have my ID, and so I've our been, payment history is like a flipped. Yeah, and it's so a like Josh, like I was up to date, and Josh needed to pay his payment. But well, I can't, I, I can't he, pay mine because it's it's showing I don't owe anything because it's showing that I'm Luke, and so it's this whole. Sorry, so like, so, what am I supposed to log uh, yeah. in and pay for Josh? <laughs> it's just weird. I don't want to say, but it's been taken. So if you know big companies like this, yes. it takes a long time. It's a pain in the ass to like to get through to somebody. Through and, somebody. And luckily, they're working on it. But it's been a funny. It's kind of a similar thing where it's like, hey, ESPN, like there's a problem here, and I keep calling back like to my health insurance company, like, hey. There's a problem here, and they're like, "Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it." It's still not fixed, um, and th- I think that's what we're gonna maybe see with the SBN. I, I hopefully it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if in like at like in two months if they're like, "Oops," and then there's just like the archive is back. Um, well, you know. it seems like some like hopefully, like hopefully that's what would happen. Yeah, it's just there's no announcement, nothing. They don't admit anything happened, and they just fix it. That's the best case scenario, I yeah. think. Here, yeah, yeah, hopefully, and. To, to be um, clear, I'm saying I think it's a bug, or we're all kind of saying we think it's a bug just because, I mean, they didn't delete all the other yes. yeah. video like from last season, right? So, like, I don't think this is, like, something that they're, like, doing purposefully. I don't think ESPN's out here, like, yeah, all of a sudden we're going to slip one over on people. Um, yeah. And well, it doesn't make any sense if they would have last season and the playoffs yeah. still. And then they're not, like... And I don't know, is it even two years ago? Can you go and watch back, like, even before this season? Like, I, I, I don't know. But okay. the, the words to Corey were, upon checking with higher level of support, according to them, the replays on our ESPN Plus website only last for 30 days. I apologize for the inconvenience this has caused you. Uh, yeah, I don't know, you know. Well, that doesn't on, sound like, like it's support a bo- people, too. But, bo- yeah. yeah. That's, Obviously not a true statement either, right? Like yeah. They have replays over 30 days. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's it just kind of – we're in an interesting environment right now where there's – obviously the NHL is introducing these the puck, puck and player tracking stuff like to the public in ways. Like there's – I haven't looked into it too much, but the edge stuff is I think still being updated. And I've seen a few people – you know, looking at it. Um, and we, and then also there's just been some, some interesting trends. I mean, like the thing is that it seems like the stuff that matters for the most part, like at least from a very high level aggregate standpoint is kind of in the same line, like in line with the previous couple seasons. Um, there's yeah, also some things are slightly off, but like, it's not like 
you know, the shots have dropped in half or something, you know, something. The hits, though, I hadn't realized. I'm kind of curious. I want to almost just dig into that and I see, saw like. That. Someone yeah. tweeted that graph. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know where that went, and I'm. It's now I'm just realizing it's like, oh, I wonder – I wonder which players have like who you would expect to have hits or not having hits. Also, there's big fantasy implications if players aren't getting their hits. Yeah, if right? you're in your in if your, your bang- if you're in your banger league, yeah. So I don't know. I guess we're getting kind of close to the end of the you know probably our our, our time here. But um, I realize now that we didn't do it's the new year and we didn't do like our end of 2023 like you know like recap. Uh, <laughs> 2023 is so we do in that the last past. Year? It's so in the past. I'm done with 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Onward and f- upward. <laughs> Go wild. Go. <laughs> no, who uh, who, no. who am I rooting for? I'm rooting for the Jets this year. That's who I. I'm February twentieth. You'll be rooting for the Jets. What's February twentieth? Jets wild. Oh, yeah. Well, Everybody's they... marking on their calendars. I actually was cheering for the Jets in those games because I had Hellebuck. <laughs> so. On my fantasy team, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Josh and all right, I, are, all right. we're not talking about your fantasy team. No, Josh and I are fucking crushing our. Evolving hockey right fantasy projections. I'm doing have... terrible because I use Dom. Because you use Dom projections. If you would have used evolving hockey projections, you would have been doing what Luke and I are Dom doing, which is crushing. Yeah, Luke crushing and I are crushing our league. Right we now. both also have the most points against, and we're still tied for first in our in our respect. We're both first in our respective divisions, yeah. tied with the same record. Crushing fantasy yeah. hockey. That's the you know. So our team projection our team model, point maybe, projection yeah. model, not doing well at all. Kind of, it's <laughs> close. You know, we could get a if if, well, if so the, the Kraken and the Flames turn their shit around. The, yeah, the last thing I'll say, not to interrupt you, bro. I meant to say this earlier because I was curious. If both the Kraken and the Flames had each won four more games, we would just be middle of the pack. Like that's what some of these evaluations look like, especially after like thirty-seven games, or whatever. Is that like you just have a, a week where you have a team like that's good that you were high on, and your the model can really you know perform. So if you just think about like them both having eight more points, or some combination of them having each like four more points, and the Blues and Predators having four less points, like I think it would look things would look better. So it is very much early, uh, still early season, even though we're halfway through. Yeah, but I which, take pleasure in our in our. Uh, my fantasy hockey project <laughs> mainly because I did poorly last year because I drafted very I did not draft well uh, and it's like we're playing Josh and I do this we're professional hockey stats website owners <laughs> and runners whatever and we're like losing to our friends who don't know anything about hockey <laughs> I'm like this is a, I, this is like this is my job I can't be like <laughs> losing at this this is not gonna work anyway sorry I get competitive about things and <laughs> are you a competitive person Sean yeah you would you would you would say that you're competitive not for fantasy hockey but for golf yeah for things that flip my switch <laughs> anyway yeah it's right. a, a lot of the time i'm motivated by competition and uh yeah that's no different than fantasy i need i was on a mission to all be right, better Luke, this year sorry, okay anyway <laughs> all right get anyway. back to sweating in the art in the yard sheets <laughs> all right i will all right bye I, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good place to wrap uh we'll be back next week hopefully on our normal time i think i'm fine to do normal time uh yeah, I think hopefully we'll be back to a normal time. Well, we have we, not had like a normal time podcast. 
No. The war, right? That's in a while. Twenty four resolution. I think if I think that's, that's, yeah, that's our that's, New that's, Year's resolution. That's the only new. That's the only resolution. That's the evolving hockey podcast. New resolution. year resolution. Our, well, or new, would that be possessed? That new would be years. New Year's resolution, right? It's like the New Year's. But there's a unique use. It's of the it. New Year owns your resolution. I'm just paranoid. I'm yeah. Paranoid. Okay. Yeah. I'm just playing with you. Yeah. Well, happy Happy New okay. Year, Sean. Uh, we will. Yes. I think if the holidays hadn't fallen on Mondays, then we would have probably been doing this on Monday. So it's not really our fault that we haven't been back to our normal time. But we no, will we're not be back. Record on New Year's Day. Yeah. Anyway. We, yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. See you then. See you, Sean. Yeah, Take thanks, it easy. Sean.